ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. We love making this podcast. It's our favorite thing we do each week. We've received so many heartwarming messages from you about how our episodes are impacting you, and many of you are asking what you can do to support the show. Please tell your friends about us, share on Instagram or Facebook, let them know what you're learning. But the very best way to help is to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head on over to soulful.mba slash iTunes to leave a rating and review. It only takes a moment. The more reviews we receive, the easier it will be for others to discover the podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. We look forward to seeing what you build online. Welcome to the Soulful MBA Podcast, Episode 70. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery, as well as a special guest for today. Joining us is Kaylee Hansen. We met Kaylee through a mutual friend, and Sandy quickly hired her to carry out a personality assessment of the two of us. This is a little different than anything I'd ever heard of. It's called the Luminous Spark, and we'll talk about our results in the episode today. Kaylee is a certified Lumina practitioner. She's a facilitator and a training and development coach for executive teams and individuals. Kaylee spent 13 years working in the luxury hospitality industry, And she's also independently consulted with the leaders of industries ranging from engineering to construction. Working with Kaylee, as you'll hear throughout the episode, has been incredibly eye-opening and also validating for both myself and Sandy. I think you'll enjoy the conversation, and I imagine some of you will be rushing out to sign up for your own Lumina portrait in the near future. Here's Kaylee. Welcome, Kaylee, to the podcast. We are so, so excited to have you here. Ever since we worked with you two-on-one, we've wanted to bring you on as a guest and share your amazing knowledge and expertise with our community. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. So we worked with you, Kaylee, on, I don't know, would you call it a personality test? Well, we technically call it a psychometric assessment because there's kind of a lot more involved with the process. But yes, that's the general idea. Okay. A personality test slash psychometric assessment, which is a much more important sounding word. Sure. So we took this test a number of weeks ago, and it was kind of a lengthy involved test. Sandy and I each took it individually online, and then the results somehow came to you. And then we had a session with you where we broke down the results. It was called the Lumina Spark. Kaylee, can you describe what this experience is? 
Sure. Basically, the assessment is a tool that allows us to figure out not just what your general personality style is, but a much more in-depth look at your qualities that you bring to the table in the workplace from a 24 quality assessment and what that looks like and how that changes when you're in the workplace versus when you are at home or with the people that know you better than anyone. And then what happens when you're in a stressful state as well. So it's a very in-depth kind of overall look at who you are as a person and kind of what you bring to the table in terms of those qualities and those communication styles. So Kaylee, can you tell us in your business right now, how do you use this tool? Sure, in several different ways. I think for the most part, it's really about how do we figure out what the real issues are within an organization? And a lot of the times, in fact, I'd say 90% of the time, it's some sort of communication breakdown. There is some sort of either misunderstanding between the parties. There's a lack of clarity around expectations. There's a lack of self-awareness, which is really what I think one of the major uh, contributing factors to any sort of conflict. And this tool kind of allows us to get to the heart of that and go, okay, so why is it that we naturally connect better with certain people than others? Why is it that we run into conflict when it's communication differences? How many other personality assessment tools have you tried? So I've been certified in using tools like Myers-Briggs or DISC, DESA, Insights, I'd say about a half a dozen different type tools uh, for the last 10 years. And all of them are great in their own way. And actually, when somebody told me about Lumina initially, I kind of went, oh, I don't need another personality tool. I'm already using all these. They're just fine. And then they told me there would be free lunch at the rollout of this tool, it's a true story. <laughs> Anything for a free lunch, eh? Yeah. Honestly, 15 minutes in to hearing about this tool and reading through my own portrait, I just went, this is a game changer. This is the most academically robust tool, but even more so something that's not just professionally impactful, but personally impactful. And I just kind of thought, this is something that I could actually use in any organization, in any industry, and I knew it would make a difference. So I, I made the leap and it's the only tool that I use for this type of thing in my work now. I think so many of us as entrepreneurs have gone through some kind of assessment. We've done Myers-Briggs or any of the other thousands that are out there. And for me personally, I find them mildly interesting for about 10 minutes and then I forget it. Like it's gone. I don't, I cannot apply it. I cannot remember it, to be honest. And so when you and I met at a lunch um, through a common friend and you told me about what you did and it was your excitement and your passion around this particular tool that you know, we agreed to for Jenny and I to take the test and go through the process with you, which says a lot because I don't typically like those things because I can't remember them. They never mean anything to me. And you are on this podcast because our portraits from the Lumina test were something that I've not experienced before. And it is truly something I have thought about every single day since we got the results and you walked us through those. I find it fascinating because I'm sure there's a lot of people going, I'm sure it's just like all the other ones. You know, I've done them before. This is not going to add anything. But I think what you just said is what, where the real magic is in Lumina, and that is that it takes you in your workplace and also in your personal life and when you are overextended or stressed. So there's three different areas because we can take these tests and we don't know how to answer because you might say, well, I feel I'm really extroverted in this situation, but I'm not extroverted in a networking situation. So you don't know how to answer the question. And somehow magically, this tool sorts that out for you. 
Right. I think that's one of the major differences is it starts with how it's measured. So the assessment is 144 questions, which generally can take people from 20 minutes or if you're my dad, an hour and a half to complete, (laughs) kind of just depending. But one of the reasons it's different is the way it measures things on a Likert scale. So when you're answering questions on a one to five scale versus a forced choice option, which a lot of other tools use, they'll say, would you rather go to a party or stay at home and read a book? And you're kind of forcing people into these boxes. Whereas what I really like about this tool is that it allows for flexibility. It allows for us to show that we are fluid as people and we will shift into different styles and use different strengths depending on the situation or the environment or even the other person we're talking to. So if I can show that in a way that has real meaning for people, it hits home. They go, okay, yeah, I'm definitely like that with my significant other, but with my peers, I ramp up this side of my style. So it's nice to be able to show that to people. And then that's where the real coaching happens too. I loved seeing this. For me, it allowed me to be myself and not to try to be someone I'm not in this company in the role of entrepreneur, CEO of this business. Sandy, you know, you and I have gone back and forth for years on my (laughs) introverted tendencies. And I think the fact that you were able to see mine, you've eased up on me in the last couple of weeks in a way that I've not seen in our entire working relationship. (laughs) It's it's like what my test said was, I'm super introverted generally, but I'm like way more introverted in my personal life and my home life. And so I think, Sandy, you see that I'm trying so hard in our company to put myself out there that like you realize how much I'm actually stretching that you're like you're not pushing me as much as you otherwise would. Not that you're pushy. Yeah, I'm so mean. (laughs) You're so mean. In terms of an immediate impact, measurable impact in my daily life in the last couple of weeks, that's been the most measurable and just obvious to me but there have been others. I think as partners, like it's been an extremely valuable tool. And I can only imagine, Kaylee, when you work with like corporations and, and groups and departments, like, you know, when there's multiple players at stake or a, a sort of a boss employee relationship, I can see. I agree, Jenny. It's like, oh, that's, that's why she's like that. There's less confusion around you. <laughs> that sounds so terrible, but no, I do. I feel like I understand you way better than I did before. And it's like you've got the scientific backing to show that you really are like this and it's not just you. Trying to irritate you. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, that's one of the main things that I always hope with any one-on-one work I do or in any workshops, I always tell them, if you remember nothing else, remember it is not personal, it is personality. And if I could get people to just have enough self-awareness to kind of understand that component to go, it's not that this person's trying to be bossy or rude or abrupt or direct. It's just that they don't care that they are. They're focused on other factors, for example, right? And that's a big difference to recognize that just as an, as an example. So that's one of my major takeaways. And the second one, I always try to get people to realize that it's not about what you're saying, but who you're saying it to kind of realizing that that blanketed approach to communication really comes out when you can make it personalized to the type of person that you're speaking with. And it can have so much more impact. Part of the assessment or the portrait is like how you communicate, where you're going to struggle, like where your weaknesses are with communication, and also how you should communicate to others 
who have these different archetypes. Exactly. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're working with clients in various industries or in various positions, being able to flex or adjust your own style to have a more effective communication with that other person is, is absolutely valuable, right? Because if you can tap into a way that's going to be more motivating to the other person, or if you can tap in a way to be able to connect with somebody easier, then why not? I mean, we're all, we're all kind of in the same, same boat, right? We're all trying to get to the same outcome. So if there's a way to do that easier, this tool lays it out specifically. It's not a generic approach to just be nicer to the folks around you, right? Mm -hmm. It's a specific detailed look at, no, based on your style, here are some of the things you might want to tone up or tone down based on the type of person you're dealing with. When Jenny and I first met, I mean, we saw in each other a lot of commonalities and a lot of similarities and, and, and like, I want to work with her because she's so similar to me. And then as we began our relationship, uh, it's like, oh, why doesn't she think that way? Or why is she afraid to do that? And it goes both ways. I'm not just saying this about Jenny. The clarity I have about how we work together and the terrifying realization that neither of us are good at systems and like like being really grounded and we're way too together we're both you know too spontaneous and let's change this and let's go this way and you know that can it, just knowing that is such a valuable tool based on the portraits that sandy and i took we both like we have a strong overlap and then we also skew different in a couple of areas but there are a few gaps that are really clear to me that neither of us meet. And I, I see those playing out in our company. I'm wondering, from your perspective, is there an ideal personality type to be, for example, a freelancer? Because I see now, like, it would be really hard, if, especially if I didn't have Sandy and some of our other collaborators, to run this company. Can you take this test and then know like you really look like you should be a CEO or you really look like you could be a great freelancer and sort of run your own business and not really need anyone else? Or you look like you would be a great second in command or something? Yeah, that's kind of a tough question on the one hand, because I'd hate to say that there's a perfect portrait that aligns with an exact position or that yeah. if you want to be an entrepreneur, yeah. these are, this is exactly what you need. But that said, there are components and there are qualities and there are strengths that come out more so in people that have certain roles. I mean, you will definitely, and the research would show, you know, it's right around 83% of people who are dominant in traits that are outcome focused, that are discipline driven, that are either competitive or self-assurance, like any sort of those types of qualities come out in a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of CEOs, a lot of general managers. Um, and then on the, analytics side, if you have people in accounting firms, you will see a lot more higher scores on the down to earth, on the evidence based, on that need for structure. That's the blue energy, right? That we don't have. <laughs> the down to earth was like both of us, our least likely trait. <laughs> <laughs> grounded. We are not grounded. <laughs> we would be terrible bookkeepers. We would be the worst. <sighs> Never hire us to be a bookkeeper ever. Oh. <laughs> Well, and that's totally fine too. So then that, but that becomes the conversation, I guess, is what I mean. If you are, for example, if you were in an accounting role, Jenny, I might, our conversation might be, is this the best fit for you based <laughs> on your natural talents and strengths? Because I do think those natural strengths and qualities come out in the role. And if it's something you're suited for, it isn't an energy drainer. 
You know, it's mm-hmm. not sucking the energy from you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, what gets brought to light when we look at, are there aspects of your job now maybe that you're doing that are exhausting you? And we can actually show you by looking at your lumina to go, here's maybe why you're ramping up these qualities that aren't natural to you. So you kind of have two options there then. It's, do you make kind of a element left and go, maybe there's a different direction I should be focusing on? Or do we find a way to fill those gaps by forming partnerships with people who have those strengths or qualities as a natural tendency? You know, it's that it's important to me that people don't look at their portraits and go, oh, which ones am I the worst at? People seem to, we tend to do that to ourselves. We go, which ones are my lowest percentages? I need to fix that. And it's kind of the opposite of what we're trying to do here. It's to go, no, that's okay. You can be 2% on the people focus side. You can have low collaboration or accommodating scores, which I do. So something about that. But, it, but then we look at it and go, okay, well, that's why I run my own company and it's just me and that's okay. So how do I maximize the things that I'm already strong at and then find those partnerships with people who are naturally so good at these other things? So it becomes a win-win situation. One of my favorite parts of that Lumina portrait was where you will become overextended and the behaviors that you will see when you are overextended. Because one of the things I think was confusing for Jenny and I is like, I'm the empathetic person that takes care of all the people. And Jenny's grateful for that, I think. But then there'll be days where I'm like, oh my God, why is everyone irritating me so much? And then Jenny would say, but I thought you loved people. I'm like, not right now. They are making me so mad. Um, And to all our customers, that would never be you. And I would never allow you to see that side of me. But there's just days where it doesn't go easy. And I don't want to do it anymore. And I couldn't, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why is this so hard? Maybe I'm not as good at this as I thought. But what Lumina showed me was that, no, you are absolutely good at that. Great at that. But this is what happens when you were overextended. And there are things you need to do to bring that into balance. And that was so eye-opening just to state that, that I'm not crazy, that this is just something that we all experience in whatever areas that we may be strong in, we can overextend and this is what it's going to look like. Exactly. I think and that's really what hits home for a lot of people is when they're actually looking at that going, okay, I moved from being empathetic to being emotionally mm-hmm. stretched, right? That's that for that mm-hmm. particular quality. People who are generally tough for example, which is a great quality. You have the, the ability to have really difficult discussions with people. But when your buttons get pushed or when certain triggers happen, sometimes people who are tough can all of a sudden seek conflict or they push mm-hmm. for that. People who are logical can become argumentative. I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> right. But just that awareness of, okay, so here's, here's the definition. Here's what it's happening. Here's why it's happening. And even just that understanding is kind of step one, makes people take a breath and go, okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone on the one hand. This Mm -hmm. is totally normal. And it's not always a bad thing. Our overextensions are there to sometimes help us when we're in the weeds and we're trying to put out fires and we're trying to operate at 90 miles an hour. And there's parts of our style that overextends in a way to almost help us through those situations too. So by being able to go through and look at it in both ways, how does this come back and bite me? How could this actually help me in different cases? Gives people that further sense of self-awareness and, mm-hmm. and honestly, that control back. 
I know for me, that's a big part of it. It goes, no, I'm in complete control then of how I feel and when I feel it and how I want that to come across. So Jenny, I hope you're okay with this, but I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable and a whole lot honest here. There have been times when, and I know this annoys the heck out of you, Jenny, is I will say, why, like, why am I your partner? What in the world do I bring to this? Why would you choose me? I don't see my value. And she would say, well, whatever you're going through, you got to get through it, girl, because just like get over it. And I'm like, okay. And I couldn't see, and and I'm not someone who isn't confident. I am confident. I just couldn't see why Jenny wanted or enjoyed working with me. I really struggled with that. And then when we looked at our profiles side by side, I have not asked her the question, like, why are you, why did you want me as your partner? I see it. I get it. I understand now. And I didn't before. And so Jenny should be eternally grateful that I will never ask that question to her um, because I now get it. I, something just totally clicked looking at our two portraits side by side. Well, and I have no empathy, so I've never known how to handle <laughs> that question because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we have work to do. Stop hanging up on this bullshit that you're focused on on your... So <laughs> true. It's like, so true. I have you work just... to do. Stop it. And because I have no empathy, apparently. So I'm like, I need you to make me feel good. And like, you need to help me know what my value is. And it's not something I show, like, I don't usually like that. It's just with you, I just don't understand. Like I respect and admire you so much that I couldn't see what you saw in me. And so, but now I do. Now I don't need, I just, it's just solved it. It's just solved it for me. That's incredible. That's some profound stuff. (laughs) It is. I think that this tool, honestly, and going through this process and, you know, we didn't even have you for a full hour or two hours. I don't know. And I do want to hear what the exact process is with somebody who hires you from beginning to end. We just had you for a small window of time. And I think this is one of the most profound things we have done for our business and as business partners. Absolutely. When we first joined forces, when you first came into Namastream, Sandy, we did a partnership Mm -hmm. training Mm -hmm. and we worked with some partnership coaches, coaches that specialize in partnerships. And that was great. Like we read the four agreements and we had some conversations and then we haven't dealt with the fact that we have a partnership, sort of the emotional side of it until now. And I think this was an incredibly timely and important conversation for us to have that we couldn't have had without this portrait, Kaylee. So thank you for introducing this concept. We've done archetype tests and we've done all kinds of other personality tests. And like Sandy said, they didn't mean a whole lot because they weren't gauging us with respect to one another. And they were they were sort of all one dimensional from my perspective. And, and it did feel sort of like a silly waste of time. Like, oh, let's take this test, you know? And this is the first thing that was like, whoa. Holy moly. And it's 51 pages, right? It's not just a paragraph. It is 51 pages. Yeah, no, it's the real deal. I would encourage everyone to take this. Like if you have a business or even if you work for someone else, it's probably even more important if you work for someone else. Like, you you know, really understand yourself and how you react to different situations and what you can do to optimize your strengths versus, you know, what you can maybe scale back on so that you don't become overextended in areas where you're not naturally strong. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy to use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. 
Kaylee, can you talk to us about how Jenny and I could move forward if we were going to build a team, for example? How could we use this tool, knowing what we know about ourselves? What would we do if we wanted to hire somebody? That's a great question. You have a couple different options. I mean, we can look at it as where is that kind of filling in the gap type of style, type of natural qualities that we'd be looking for to balance out what you two are bringing to the table currently? And through me, we can help come up with exact interview questions that you might want to ask a potential applicant and or you just have the applicant do the Lumina. And when you get that kind of base results, you then go back and have the interview with that information done pre-chat. So you're already coming to the table with actual personal questions. You can then ask the person to flush out more so, not just behavioral standard questions that they ask in a lot of interviews, but specific to the individual. And I say that too in a way where we all know that people are good at interviews. Some people are just really good at interviewing and that's great. But if you can use the tool as a way to find the right fit, we have to hire for the talent and then train for the skill set. And I think having any applicant do their own portrait would be really helpful to kind of see, is this person going to be a fit? And if not, in, in what ways are they and how do we mitigate that? You kind of come up with a game plan right from the get-go as opposed to dry, dealing trying to deal with issues that come up six months from now. So that mm-hmm. would kind of be your options for, for step two in terms of recruitment. Yeah, honestly, if we were to hire an employee, I don't think I would ever do it now without running the person through this because I would just want to know that they're very grounded and very systems focused. And also they're they're compatible with our flighty natures and spontaneity, right? Because we've had people before on our team who were incredibly frustrated by our spontaneity. And yet it is something that is joyful and fun and important about us. For sure. Yeah. It's not just about hiring your opposite right? It wouldn't just be about, oh, I want someone of the opposite style. It's, we want some of these key qualities to come out that are going to balance you, but you need the commonalities too. That's how we naturally connect with people. You only run into personality conflict when we shift into the opposite sides Mm -hmm. with someone else. Mm -hmm. It's why throughout the day, you can be going along, working with someone, everything's fine. And then one thing might set you off and go, oh, and then that becomes an annoyance. And it's because those two qualities of something has shifted into the opposite. But as long as you kind of have that grounding commonality to come back to, it's much easier to resolve any conflict that comes up. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So Kaylee, can I ask, do people use this for couples, like for marriage relations? Like do people use this for interpersonal relationships as well? I imagine that this would work well for that too. You know, it definitely does. And I know there are some people that I know even some counselors that are now utilizing the tool for that. But even from my perspective, what's been really interesting is running something like this in a workshop setting. And then the spinoff, I guess, that comes from that of the people that want one-on-one follow-up. And then the first thing they say is, I want my spouse to take it. Or I want my spouse to have that that, uh, information. Because when you think about it, these are the most important people Mm -hmm. in our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't it would be very one sided, I think, to only focus on our relationships in the workplace and not turn around and look at the people that have the most meaning to us. So more and more so the people that kind of embrace a tool like this go, absolutely. I want my my partner or my sibling or whatever it might be, my roommate to also have this experience. So I've been doing a lot more work, actually, uh, uh, on within teams that are just even if it's just a significant other or roommate or whatever that might be. But uh, 
didn't expect that at first, but it's definitely applicable. Yeah, I can totally see how valuable that would be because it doesn't matter what what the relationship is. It's just a relationship and it's good to know what that what the assessment is. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Proust questionnaire, Jenny? Let's do it. Okay, so Kaylee, we are going to run you through a couple of questions and you are just going to answer first thoughts that come into your mind. Okay. Okay. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Something that involves a baseball game. Oh, a medium rare steak and someone I love spending the day with me. <laughs> Which living person do you most admire? My mother. What is your greatest extravagance? Bamboo sheets. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Make it happen. Which talent would you most like to have? The ability to hit home runs. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would it be? A cheetah. Where would you most like to live? Where I am right now. Who is your hero of fiction? That's a tough one. The first thing I think of is hero, I think of my dad. That's okay. We can go with that. And what is your greatest regret? I don't have any. Awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. So Kaylee, we also at the end of every podcast episode ask our guests to share a joy. So something that they can look into or read or learn more about that could bring them joy and also a tool to help them hustle. Mm-hmm. So uh, something for me that uh, that I kind of look at every single day and uh, I have it here here with me too. I've had it forever. It's called the Book of Awesome and it's filled with just one page, sometimes one liner things that tell us every single day kind of what are those one off things that are really just awesome that we kind of forget about. And uh, I even made a mark on some of them. For example, when the bubbles in your drink go right to the top, but not over. That guy's Canadian, right? I don't, Jenny, you've probably never heard of this book, have you? Of course yeah, not. Yeah, it's a big deal up here. And uh, that guy, I think, is out of Toronto. And he just started writing this for himself just because he needed to find this joy. And he c- collected this thing. I think he's on his second or third book, right? Is that right, Kaylee? Yeah, there's three books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Neil Pasricha. And yeah. uh, anybody can send things in, too, if they think of something that's awesome. But I just... I. Every single day, I read a new one, even if it's just one. I'm having my coffee, and I read one, and it's just silly, but it it reminds me to keep the little things little. It's the smallest things, too. They're not like big, awesome things. They're like like you just described, the little bubbles coming to the top of your drink. Yeah. The one I read today was, when your windshield wipers match the beat of the song you're listening to. <laughs> That's it is that's awesome when that happens. So that's, that's definitely something that brings me joy every day. Uh, that makes me laugh. And then as far as a tool, I guess I would be remiss not to say Lumina in some form. Mm-hmm. And whether that's the Spark form that we've been talking about now, whether that's the sales version, whether that's the leadership one, there's lots of opportunity there. And I just, I stand behind the tool because I believe in it. So I think that's probably my best recommendation. Well, there. that's a good one. We definitely endorse it wholeheartedly. And Kaylee, tell our listeners how they can find you online. Sure. Uh, My website is uh, kayhconsulting.com. And you can reach out to me on there. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kaylee. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the time. Are you struggling to find the time to build your business? We are constantly asked how we do it all. 
Between running multiple software companies, serving on the boards of nonprofit organizations, raising children, and finding time for ourselves, we've had to develop specific habits and strategies to fit it all in. Entrepreneurship has been the most empowering thing we've ever done, and we are determined to not let overwhelm and inefficiency prevent you from experiencing the same magic in your life. Learn the specific techniques we've used to build our businesses in our Make Room for Magic course. Learn how to simplify your life and create space for your business for only $97. In just a few short hours, you'll be able to find the hidden pockets of time in your day that will allow you to make your dreams come true. You can learn more at makeroomformagic.com.